0: Let me find out where I'm bleeding from. <laughs> Mate,
1: why is there blood coming out of you? What have you done? Oh, I don't know. I'm just, I'm just aging. The process I, is... I worry about you. I worry about you sometimes. You know that, right? Also, let me just pop a, um antihistamine. Otherwise, I'll be fucking <laughs> sneeze-easy peaks over here. Do you get thwarted by um, hay fever in the spring? I never used to. I never used to. But as I've got
0: older and everything fucking breaks, that, yes, I have been...
1: Hello there and welcome to it The King's Keg episode 2 recorded on October 8 2023 I'm Maz the DND Padawan and with me as always oh I uh, this should actually what, what do you call the what do you call the what do you call the main Jedi boys that like teach the other boys what, what do you call uh, them a Jedi Jedi or a, master or there a Jedi master All right, great. Great. <laughs> and with me as always <laughs> Jedi master Spud!
0: Oh, that intro was fantastic. That was... I fucking am also a massive Star Wars nerd, nerd yeah, so I may be flying at half-mast now. Thank you for that introduction. <laughs> yeah, uh, it'll come together different... in the edit for sure. <laughs> <laughs> it's a different fan base, but fuck yeah. yes. Yes, I'm doing well, Maz. Um, yeah. On the
1: show, we will break it down into three big chunks. We've got our law lecture. Spud's going to describe a person, place, thing, or an event. Uh, And I'm just going to soak it all up. Then we'll go into Maz's monster manual where I get to draw something based on the descriptions uh, Spud gives from a monster from the universe of Dungeons and Dragons. And we'll finish up with a bit of a scene, a bit of a single little sesh. Mm. All right, prepare yourself. Quills up.
0: So we're starting our lore lecture today. Um, on a particular place in the Forgotten ah. Realms. Now, this wonderful place is called, and a lot of you will know it, especially those of you who have played the Bowler's Gate games. I'm trying to keep it kind of... You know, if you're new and you're learning along with Maz, you may have heard of this place. The place oh. is called Candlekeep. Oh, I've I've heard I've heard of ah, this. Ah, yes. I figured you might. Now, what,
1: to your knowledge, Mazarus, uh, what is Candlekeep? Um, okay, so... Uh, it's 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 like a big castle where they uh, m- both make and house candles. I'm pretty sure. Actually. That is so that
0: accurate. I- <laughs> that is.
1: <laughs> I mean, it's it, not correct, is it?
0: It's not correct. Slightly, they are. Oh. It's kind of a big castle. So that I'll give you a, a couple of pennies uh, for your thoughts there. But you know, um, really, it's on the Sword um,
1: Coast, right?
0: It is, it is. Um, Candlekeep is one of the most famous library fortresses in all of Faerun. So, in in, in the whole of the land of the Forgotten Realms. So... You know, it's uh, located up upon a rocky outcropping on the narrow on a narrow peninsula, and it's about a hundred foot from the cliff
1: side along the Sea of Swords on the Sword some, Coast. Some people might argue that that's not a great place to put your archive of knowledge right on the cliff face. <laughs>
0: well, I mean, I I w- and I would not fight them. So I'm going to I'm going to send you a picture um, mm. of where it actually is. I'm going to pop that through to you now, and you can completely confirm that that. You know, if you see the left side of that, it's basically hanging over the fucking ocean, mate. Stop there. It. it
1: is. It's, it's not safe. Yeah, yeah. it's, and not it's safe just like actually action- a no, big wind, no. or, or like just a, you know, geographical. Um, what do you call it? Degradation. A bit of that side goes. You're going to lose your whole left wing. There, the west wing's gone. All of your knowledge about the past <laughs> five thousand years of history, fucking gone. Your spells gone. It's done. What are you doing? It's. What are you doing? Look, man. I. D- you better have a backup inland somewhere. That's all I'll say. Oh, look. Magic magic. Okay, these Fair enough.
0: <laughs> <laughs> magic no, solves good. these problems. Good. <laughs> I'm just imagining like the Sword Coast Council coming out. Yes. You've got this dude with a fucking vest arrive and go... Some paper-pushing cunt. I'm going to have to chalk you up, guys. Got to chalk this up. Candlekeep is... It's fucking... It is an awesome, awesome structure. Very, very famous. Been there for... Oh, fucking forever, for as long as they can remember. It was a fortress initially, um, way, way back in the day, thousands of years ago, and then it became this repository for knowledge. So, Canter Keep itself, it houses like, you know, like an insane collection of magical scrolls, books, tomes, lore, and it's actually considered the greatest collection of writings in all of Faerun, in all of the prime material realm. So, you know, it's it's kind of a fucking big deal, and because mm. of that, a lot of people go there to seek knowledge, and it could be anyone from like, you know, Lance Thunder Chad, who is like a, this great adventurer, or the <laughs> lowliest peasant, right? To get into Candlekeep, there's only one way in, which are these two. It's li- the front gate.
1: Yeah, two double gate. That's <laughs> double the only gate. way you can get in. Okay. Free Everything entry. Else? Free yep. entry, but the concessions are out no. of control. Like you want, yeah. some, you want a burger, yeah. you want a sandwich, mate. You're paying out the ass
0: for that shit. Oh mate, look, let me tell you, you have those options when you get in. But <laughs> but there is in order to get in, you don't really pay coin, right? There are five monks, right? Now the monks or priests, whatever you want to call them. In order to get in, they'll say to you, Hey mate, in order to come into our library, you need to give us a tome or a book or a scroll oh, that we do oh, you not have. To have.
1: Contribute. You've got to contribute yes. oh.
0: that we don't have.
1: Wow. And meet
0: yeah. And I know that sounds like horse shit from what I've just said to you. I've just said to you, look, they've literally had everything. everything.
1: Yeah. So it's but, you, there's yeah. heaps of fake news floating around because people have to write, make shit up in order to get in there <laughs> to well, find well, out what not, they really want to know.
0: <laughs> well, yeah, well, not really, not really. So, so say me and you rock up at the gates. We're like, hey, how are you going, man, guys? Um, and they're like, yeah, look, you need to give us a book. We could give them the exact same book. But a different edition, or you've added to it, or perhaps your family history, or right. a, a book with a different cover that they don't have. Sure. So then you can go in, right? So the next thing you'll do is you'll go into that open courtyard there. As soon as you actually gain, you gain entry to this particular section of Candlekeep, right? You are now known as a seeker, so mm. that they won't call you by your name. They will say seeker. Whoever, because you are now a seeker of knowledge. There are a fuck ton of places once you get in there, and you can see in this picture that I've given you. So this big open section, the court of air, and then you've got all these little little places kind of scattered around that I'll describe in a minute. Now there is something very important that they will say to you. What what kind of rules do you think they've got in this place? They'll give you a list of the rules. What 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 kind of rules do you think of in a library, man? The first
1: one will be no. No beaten off in the adult section of the library. That uh, that's like <laughs> that's a normal one. They have they have to say it though because you know uh, some wow. of, some of the illustrations are a bit juicy. Um, second rule would be uh, <laughs> don't talk about Fight Club. And then the third rule, really easy one to follow. Yeah, um, you're only allowed to speak in hushed whispers because it's a library, guys. Everyone's here. All the seekers here are looking for knowledge and they don't need mm. you fucking mouthing off in the place. Well or that's
0: I mean that's, they're not they're not terrible guesses. I mean that would be my library, especially mm. they're not beating off. Like I mean have some decorum. That's number
1: one and number yeah. four. Like they 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 write place, <laughs> just in case. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Too many sticky books. Mate, we don't want it I'm, God goddamn
0: <laughs> sticky books. Holy shit, I'm gonna call you sticky books, man, from now on. Um <laughs> So the, so the actual rules, oh. or w- what they call them, the orders of accordance, are oh. no f- no fighting, uh, no stealing, duh, there yeah. are consequences, no copying and no damaging of books.
1: No copying? Uh, what, I mean, I, I, I,
0: uh, I have Wait, 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 <laughs> wait. Wait, 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 I'll give you some explanation. So you are not able to copy the books yourself. No damaging, no marking, or otherwise modifying any of the works. There is... um. Magical protections all around Candlekeep. So there are magical wards all over the place that prevent people. I've kind of said that to you. They prevent people from getting in because you know you you might think to yourself, "Hey, Spud, why don't I just get a fucking flying horse and just fly in?" Can't mm. do it. Can't do, do it. it. You you'll just you'll bounce off uh, magical wards. Um, there is a huge amount of you know magic flowing through and weird shit going on in this library. But one of the good things they have in Every part of the library, apart from one of the like little taverns that is at the start that we'll talk about in a minute, is they have fire suppression magic. Because they don't want you burning the fuck out of their books. No. They don't want you accidentally knocking a candle over and disintegrating
1: the whole... candle keep, see what you did there.
0: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> They've got various protection magics like, so say me and you are thieves, Maz, we roll in there and we're stealing them and we're fucking, we're out of there. We've done it. As soon as we leave the grounds, they teleport from our backpacks, appear on the shelf in the correct order.
1: Oh, mate. Oh, The, the amount yep. of money you'd save having magic sort your books back after a session rather than having a dusty old librarian gnome or whatever the hell they have. They have, to <laughs> have to do that. Oh, take that, Harry
0: Potter. They don't even have to fly back. They just... <laughs> They just yeah. disappear and reappear <laughs> in their place. So, once you kind of get into this area, Matt, you've got all these little places. You can see the names of them there. So, we'll talk. We'll just get a, do a little brief run through of these little places because sadly, this is the only area visitors are really allowed to enter. The left wow. side that I sent you there, you're not allowed in there. No one. No one's allowed in that big city. There are special privileges like so you can you can make a case to come in
1: and you know what do, you, do okay, things all right so I've, I've written a book of poetry to get entry it's shit poetry yep. but they don't know that mm-hmm. and it's rude to say that it is to the mm-hmm. to the author so i'm into yes. that li- i'm in that little uh courtyard place i bought mm-hmm. myself a sausage roll and i'm like right and i'm gonna pop over to the um uh, the the spell section of, over in the hard left or whatever and they're like mm-hmm. oh well no no you're not allowed in the library so, well, what the fuck am I doing here? <laughs> I ah, came here for knowledge. Do you have to send these avowed ushers off to find your. Yes. Ah. Okay. You find one of
0: these avowed, right? And yeah. you say, look, I want a book on this, or I want everything you've got on this. And now we'll fuck off, go into the library, and they'll be back within... in days
1: by the looks of them. No. Magic. <laughs> You'll find a lot
0: of D&D is heavily relied on magic. (laughs) Magic. So it 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 could take some time, but fortunately, Maz, you've got a lot of places to have a look at while you're here. Now, there's a place called the House of Rest, which is a three-story bunkhouse, which offers rustic accommodation to visitors. There's magic on the inside that can expand the bunkhouse, so it can kind of grow in size, kind of like a a magnificent mansion spell, which you're not familiar with because it's a D&D spell. It creates yeah. a beautiful... Yep. Yeah, um, and it'll fill out and you can stay there. So that's one of the places you can kind of stay when you're there. Right. Then we come across to a thing called the Hearth. Now, the Hearth is appears to be a modest tavern from the outside, but when you go inside, it's the TARDIS. It's like three times the size inside, and it was made that way through Gondish magic,
1: do people so ever you know, just sort of like pay yeah. their way in with literature just to have a, a big night mm. out at the, the Golden Hearth pub?
0: Absolutely, absolutely. And they, mm. you know, and that leads us neatly to the next place the DJs. DJs. Oh, okay. DJs. <laughs> DJ Gnome Boy. Um, there's the Bath and Steam House. So there is a Bath and Steam House which gives you saunas and massages. Mm. So, and then there's the House of the Binder. Now, you were talking about, well, I'm fucking here. I can't even copy the books, mate. Yeah. Yeah. The
1: the house (laughs) of... I've got to read these fucking things and then remember it? What's the point of books uh, if I have to remember it? (laughs) I don't have a fucking brain. That's why
0: I came here, mate. (laughs) Come on. So you go to the house of the binder, mate. And Mm -hmm. it is a building um, which visitors can pay to have any of the works... Photocopies. Copied. A very experience and tasteful scribe will copy the books. Now they're varying prices, so your basic tome about 50 gold, you're going up into something a little bit more magical or something like that. They're about 100 gold and then the prices kind of go up um, there. But you can have them copied and uh, yeah, you can t- you can take the works with you. So that's what you would do. After you've read them, you could be like this is going to be really useful. I'm a wizard, Harry. I want this for my study. Copy me this book. Thank you very much. Then we will we will uh, just pop over so there's the the pillars of pedagogy goggly oh, or something pedagogly. whatever it's Yeah, the pillars. I'll just call it the pillars. They're okay. flat. They're flat towers. That's not
1: how pl- Okay. I was going to say pillars aren't often flat, you know. They they kind of that's the antithesis of what a pillar usually is as a structure. I know, you know, I was
0: researching this and I was like, it better come up with something good in the next sentence or two so I can stop <laughs> having my brain hurt. So they are flat-topped pillars oh, of various sizes, right? Let him
1: finish, Maz. That's, that's my lesson.
0: So these are unique study areas. So if you're oh. like, if you've got the cash and you are hell-bent, you can rent one of these out. And they actually come in with a built-in silence spell, which oh. is cast over... The so you've got your own personal library and you can't just have someone like walk in and drop, rip a fart and distract <laughs> you from what you're doing. You know what I mean? Yeah. They when say it's magical, mo- yeah.
1: but it's really just uh, eggshell cartons just across all of the walls <laughs> on the inside. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: it's like really, really <laughs> cheap streamer. <Yeah>. Fucking. <laughs> Sometimes it doesn't happen
1: with magic. You could just do this with, yeah. you know, good interior design. Yeah. <laughs>
0: There's also a temple of Ogma here, the God of Knowledge. It's got a bronze bell. Um, on the inside of it that announces, like, it'll ring, and it just announces daily activities. There might be a guest speaker from a realm far away. They might have a visiting uh, bard who's quite articulate with poetry. You know, you get your first fucking halfling slam poet, and it's like, in the shire, bitch! Um, you know, all that kind of thing, so it'll announce that. But uh, another part of the, the temple which often draws a bit of attem- attention is the four very large... Uh, stone gargoyles that look down on the structure if anyone fucks with the temple the uh, writes itself the gargoyles will come in and just shred your tits oh right yeah okay and then there's uh, the erudite outfitters and clothiers now Maz if you were in there and you were feeling out of date do you want some new robes this is the place
1: Oh my god, this place is like a Westfield shopping yeah. mall. <laughs> yeah. Fresh threads.
0: There is also a smithy and stables where you can get your various beasts that you've rolled up on reshod, so you can have your horses re They've got stables to keep your horses, but it also they accommodate magical mounts, Matt. So if you've rocked up on a hippogriff, or you've got a griffin or a wyvern or something crazy that you've rolled in,
1: that's fine too. Is, 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 uh, is, is a hippogriff like... Um, say I'm like, uh, you're not allowed to spank out the back with the naughty books. And then I go off there and do exactly that. Is that what you would call a hippogriff or is is it something else?
0: I mean, I, you've just completely entered another plane of existence then. man. <laughs> okay, it's, never mind. It, it's kind of like a, a lion eagle bird. <laughs> but, oh. Okay. Yes, yeah, so a, a hippogriff is a mount that you would ride. Yeah.
1: Well, I hypocritically missed.
0: <laughs> oh, <laughs> fucking. All right, everyone stop the video here and fucking that's leave. That's it. So that's our episode, guys. We'll see you later. <laughs> mm. Okay, and the last, I'm trying to get through this a bit quicker because I wrote way too much. <laughs> there is the Emerald Door, right? This is the important part. This leads right. into that main structure with all the books, all the fucking bullshit that's going on there. It is a 15 uh, foot tall, double door of translucent green stone, which oh. glows with inner
1: light. That's kind of rude. This, like they're like, you're yeah. not allowed in there, but have a yeah. little pee pee squeeze though. <laughs> yeah, like so, a tease.
0: Yeah, it is. And you know, this is where you re- you request your books, and they fuck off and get them for you. Um, you can get in through the Emerald Doors with special pervi- permission, like I said, but it is not very common. Right. So the last little bit I want to talk about on Candlekeep. Is just some of the interesting uh, shits and giggles and secrets of Candlekeep. There is a famous, well, there's there's a secret book, I should say, the opposite of famous, that writes itself. The never-ending story. Kinda, kinda, right. It's called the book that writes itself. Ironically,
1: (laughs) now this book, (laughs) it's, I mean, it writes itself, but it's not. It's like really early AI. It's Mm. not great creatively, so it's just like just says it what it is.
0: It's it's almost like a advice guide for the followers of Ogma the god of knowledge right and only a okay. few you know where it is and it's actually super hardcore of an item because it's always being written by the god of knowledge himself Ogma oh. which is like super epic and what the fuck
1: what, what kind of so, stuff is it writing
0: what's it, anything uh, advice um wisdom of Just the gods mu-
1: musings Day to yeah. day musings, far out. Yeah. I could think of nothing worse than like some bored, omnipresent, <laughs> ever-present <laughs> God who's just like, "Yeah, well, today is a bit boring. Maybe I'll write about <laughs> lips. Lips are fun, aren't they? I Which I had lips. I, I'm just yeah. an orb of light who can write in well, this book. It, uh, it's more
0: of like a. It's more of like advice. It's like if your lips are chapped, how to fix it.
1: Why do I imagine know? it'll be read more like some fucking emo's dream journal you know <laughs> i mean
0: if i was dming i'd make it that way so you know there is also a mirim so mirim was a or is a silver dragon now silver dragons are generally good and not shitlords but this silver dragon mirim basically tried to rob Candlekeep about 1500 years ago
1: Aww.
0: Uh, long story short very very bad things happened an archmage Well, that sounds like Um, an
1: event you could touch on in a future episode.
0: It's true. So Miriam got caught by an archmage, and the archmage cast a basically said, Miriam, you're a fuckwit. (laughs) Your penance is to serve as Candlekeep's protector for the next, you know, 1500 years. Oh. Okay. Uh, Miriam was like, I've got no choice. No worries. The problem with that is the archmage that did that died. So. no other Tramp. wizard could work out how to release Miram from this
1: curse. With all the magic going around, you'd imagine they'd be like, we could release them, but we could pretend we don't know how. How about that?
0: Yeah. But poor Mirim's body disintegrated with time, and now oh. there's just kind of like every so often in the place you'll find like these spectral dragon jaws that will just appear oh. or like a spectral dragon foot would appear. And Mirim still guards the place. Um, and treats, like, all the books within as, you know, her treasures. And last of all on this, on this I'll talk about Little One, the ogre. So there is an ogre scholar. Now, ogres, big things, very, very dumb traditionally in D&D. Little One, he was being a bad ogre one day, squished a little halfling man, and then found that there was a headband. And he was like, oh, i like to look at that. And he put it on, and it was actually a headband of intellect. Aww. So, as soon as he put the headband on, his intelligence grew to like, I am a Giga Chad brain now. And he became resentful of all the evil actions and he became a sage. And no one would, you know, the general public in all the other realms would be like, no, you're a fucking no, ogre, fuck off. So, he went to Candlekeep and now he is a sage there. And he calls himself Little One after the poor little halfling that he crushed.
1: <laughs> okay. And he's
0: just one of the many folk that you can find in there. And that is my shortened version, believe it or not, on Candlekeep.
1: Well, it sounds fascinating. What a cool place. I'm I'm keen to try out that tavern, though. That sounds like it pops off. Oh, mate. All the avowed there, just like off their shifts, just getting wrecked. (laughs) That monk life. That that hot monk life, yeah.
0: I kind of rushed through a bit of that. I know it doesn't feel that way, fucking 40 minutes in or whatever. Um, (laughs) There is a lot there. And if you ever get a chance to play, there are adventures. There is a a strict book of adventures written in 5e, a campaign guide where you can fucking run around in this place,
1: and it's very Ah, cool. Amazing. I would recommend it. All righty. Well, uh, we'll take a short break while I sort of assimilate that knowledge uh, Mm, mm, into the mm, old mm, back rooms. Uh, We'll be right back. Hey, you there. I bet you're loving the show and secretly wishing it could just go on forever, right? Well, guess what? Your dreams are about to come true because the deluxe version of this app and the rest are waiting for you over at our Patreon. Head on over to patreon.com slash the king's keg and behold the glory of what we've cooked up for you. The deluxe edition of this app is almost 30 minutes longer and ad free. I ask Spud more questions, he goes into more detailed lore, it's knepic. But if that's still not enough for you, we also offer an ultimate edition of the show as well. It's basically a commentary track as we watch our final draft of the show for quality control. We have a few sneaky drinks, I ask for even more detail, and we go on a great many side chats. So if that's your kind of thing, and you really can't get enough of that hot banter, this is your jam. There are other perks and such to wrap your hot lips around as well, but at the time of recording this, I don't actually know what they are. So just go and have a look for yourself and see what tickles your biscuit. Check us out at patreon.com slash the keg for deluxe, ad-free and ultimate editions of your new favourite D&D show and a heck of a lot more, probably. Thanks for the support and now back to the show. Badly, it's time Mez. I reckon, it's time to jump into my bloody monster manual.
0: Oh yes, it is time for some hot monster and I've picked one of my favourites here today. You either love them or you hate them. Maz, we are talking about Modrons. Have you ever heard of a, <laughs> a Modron?
1: Can you spell it for me? Yes, it's M-O. <laughs> yeah. DR yeah, O N. Love that, and can you use it in a sentence. <laughs> um, modrons live by law. Okay, big strict units. They sound like there's some kind of mechanical, uh, magical sort of um, rule keeper that kind of shuffles about checking, you know, you know like a like a drone policeman. That's what—that's the vibe I'm getting.
0: Give yourself a fucking buttered scone <laughs> and as many genitalia of your choice. That's not a bad guess. Not, <laughs> that's a, that's I not love a bad how, guess. Oh, that,
1: everything you said there alluded to the fact that I've nailed it, but it's, it's not a bad guess. <laughs> You're not
0: right. Hey, look, there, there was no way you were going to get this precisely right, not knowing fuck all about D&D, but that wasn't a bad guess. So there are different types of Modron. Right. Okay. So, I, let's just get fucking straight into it. So, Modrons appear as varying geometric shapes with varying limbs and appendages, Mass. That's right. They seem to be a mix of biological and mechanical parts. Right. They have varying amounts of eyes and they vary in size. The eyes or the, the people? Modrons have no sense of smell and are unable to taste. Okay. Modrons do have auditory and tactile sensors. There are different types of Modrons, and I'll give you some information on each one. So we'll start with the first, the lowliest level of Modron, which is called the Monodrone. A spherical drone with a large central eye, thin feathered wings that come out of its where it was, I guess, where its shoulders would be, long skinny arms, and legs. A bit of a golden snitch. <laughs> Kinda. So, I'll just before I go into the other descriptions, I'll just tell you kind of how Modron's work is kind of like it It kind of is like there's a hierarchy. There's this all powerful Modron or creator called Primus, right? He's oh. in control of the next level or version of Modron down. And then that Modron is in control of the next um, model or type of Modron down. And there's like a hierarchy. So, right. the first one I told you about, the Monodrone. A monodrone can perform one simple task at at a time and can relay a single message with up to 48 words. So then we go on to something called a duodrone. Now, a duodrone kind of looks like two blocks sitting on top of each other, interconnected by a cog. They have two small eyes with long, thin arms and legs. Now the blocky duro drones supervise units of modrons and can perform up to two tasks at a time. Oh, okay. Then we move up to a tri drone, which is shaped like an inverted pyramid with two eyes, two sets of lips.
1: <laughs> hang on a minute. Hang on. Hang. 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 hang on. Sudden interest has been piqued. These Weird. drones seem like they were created for nefarious reasons. <laughs> Why? Why's that <laughs> robot got lips?
0: <laughs> it's also got three arms and six legs, so think what you want about that. Tridrones are shaped like an inverted pyramid, yep, and they lead lesser Modrons into battles. Now we're going to mo- go on to the next one, the Quadrone. Now, a Quadrone appears as a cube with two eyes, feathered wings, and long skinny arms and legs. It also has a monocle. You know, some of them have monocles and shit. So I'm trying <laughs> to give you... You know, I'll try to give you the occasional detail here, but I don't want to break your fucking lips. Too I'm, already, now, I'm already broken. <laughs> so these, the, the, the Quadrone is astute. They're astute combatants. They basically are field officers in regiments of Modron armies. Okay. Oh. Then we move to one of the most ridiculous things I've ever seen art-wise, and at the end you'll see why. The Pentadrone. Yes. It appears as a five, I guess, appendage... Starfish with an Ooh. eye on each of its five legs, the starfish legs. Right. And then it's got five legs that hold up its starfish body. That's too many legs. It is. It's like, it's fucking out of control. Now, pentadrones oversee um, workforces on their home plane of Mechanicus. Oh, that's. They come from a different plane mass. So they come from a plane called Mechanicus, and Mechanicus is fucking sick. And what I can do is actually, I'm going to throw
1: you some art of Mechanicus, because this (sighs) won't. Oh my God, it's like the inside of a Rolex.
0: Pretty much. Um, (laughs) No, it's also known as uh, the clockwork nirvana of Mechanicus. The best way I could think of to kind of describe this was to say it rains in Mechanicus. Yes. When it rains, every raindrop will drop at the same time and in the same place and in the same pattern.
1: Well, that's that's
0: how lawful this place is, right? And how set to time, and how perfect it is. And a yeah. lot of the modrons, when they're not out in the other realms, they service this place and keep the place running. Right. Okay. Yes. So it's controlled by Primus, who is their leader, and he kind of keeps everyone in line and keeps
1: everything going. I wonder if the creator of this place had had just finished a big sesh with Transformers, and they were like. Got some ideas.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I mean, my favourite toy was Optimus. Let's make a plane. Mm -hmm. Once every 289 years, a thing called the Great Modron March happens, Matt. Like clockwork, (laughs) every 289 (laughs) years, they go on the march across the plains. And occasionally, a Modron is left behind. An interesting thing happens. When a Modron gets left behind, it becomes a little bit more sentient and it's no longer connected to the hive mind.
1: Oh, That just sounds dangerous it it can be especially and if it's one of the ones that has lips
0: that's oh mate
1: lipped beak-lipped <laughs> <laughs> beak-lipped modrons roaming beak-lipped around modron- with their own mind i don't like it yes and last of all
0: throwing back to the law that we had at the start there's actually i think there's about 9 or 10 modrons that actually broke free on one of the marches oh, that dear. actually work in candlekeep Oh. that the monks have put to work there because, you know, they got left over from the last great Modron March or a Modron March hundreds of years ago. And they're like, all right, we could use these fuckers. And the Modrons <laughs> are like, right, oh,
1: I'm going to store books. I'm going to store books. It's like they've just yeah. like... What are those little boys that sell the drones in Star Wars? Just to bring us back full circle. Um, the little Jawa boys. Are they Jawa? Oh, the Jawa's? Yeah, yeah, so they, they sell, are. I want like, oh, buy some... Going to buy some modrons off you. Uh, yeah. Oh, this one's fucked. I'm uh, not taking that, Uncle Ben. Yeah. Look at him.
0: Yeah, you have Luke Skywalker going. This one's. This R two unit's got a bad motivator. Look.
1: Mm-hmm. And would you Uncle like ben, to see yeah. my rendition? Now I've drawn a few. I would love to. Here we go. How Your about? rocks are going to fall off. Oh,
0: they're not bad. Oh, Mazzy. <laughs> <laughs> hey! Oh, mate, the, um, the monodrone is pretty much fucking hot tips, let me tell you. <laughs> I don't know why there's a, a fucking hat on the tri-drone. <laughs> well, with but all I, the monocle, like.
1: the occasional monocle, I just feel like they're a little bit... Um, why have a monocle? You're a robot, mate. So it's clearly for style, and the mm. next level is obviously just whack a bloody top hat on, give them a vest, you know, like, <laughs> it's let them dress up every now and again.
0: I've got to say, I feel a bit attacked because the, the last one there, which I assume is the Quadrone, um, kind of looks like me after too many Bacardi Breezes. <laughs> Doesn't it? 100%. But the, you've done a really good job there. How close was it? I'm going to send you the Modron types. Oh, shit. So well, you
1: can, oh. You did all
0: right. You did all right, didn't you? The I Monodrone right. is, pretty fucking, is pretty fire, isn't it?
1: I do like yeah. it. It's like Mike was skinny. Mike Wazowski in a robot armor He's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, look at that walking computer there! Hello, do you mind? I could, I could. It looks like you tried to write an email there. Would you like me to help? I'll be like, get the fuck with your backwards legs. <laughs> <Look> <laughs> at They've all got backwards legs. I hate that. Uh, oh my god, who's that little dude with the big? He looks like he's straight out of Labyrinth. He's like the that collects all the rubbish. Yeah. <laughs> do, you, do you know what? Like my, I started to draw the Pentadrone drone uh, yeah. starfish boy and it was very, very similar. But then you told me it had five legs and I just was like, I'm not doing that. That's disgusting. And I was right. It's horrendous. I hate it. <laughs> what have you said? <laughs> <laughs> what is this little? <clears throat> Are they the kind of thing that you would be afraid of if, if, if you're in battle with them? Are they kind of? Um,
0: I think it really depends on what they're doing. You know,
1: like that's true. You know, what is this huge so lipped, this huge lipped orb? <laughs> what the fuck? No, I've got one, two, three, four, five, six eyes. Yep. I'm a, it's like it's like um, what is that fucking? It looks like a very nosy flashlight, really. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to yeah. say feed me Seymour, but no, yeah, feed me cock Seymour. That's what I want. Like. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit.
0: And thus ends that section, our art section, and that was our little review of the monster. Thanks very much guys. Um we'll be right back with the final section of the podcast. <laughs> hey Dungeon Masters. Are you tired of juggling more papers than a clumsy wizard at a spell book sale? Well, meet your game changer, Obsidian! It's not just free, it's practically the TTRPG sidekick you never knew you needed. And shout out to our buddies at obsidian.ttrpgtutorials.com for turning us into Obsidian Wizards. Obsidian isn't just a tool. It's literally your backstage pass to crafting unforgettable campaigns. You can store characters, plots, and all kinds of strange and wonderful ideas in one magical vault. This bad boy's got pinnable maps, a dice roller, random generators, stat blocks, and initiative tracking. I don't know about you, but farewell, heavy rulebooks. Obsidian is in town. With Obsidian, you're able to link characters, plot lines, and ideas seamlessly, turning Obsidian into your personal campaign command center. Edit and publish notes in a snap! Collaborate with your players and share files without risking your bag of holding. Obsidian's got you covered with military-grade AES-256 encryption, keeping your campaign secrets safe. That's a lot of encryption. I don't really even know what that means, but it's going to be safe. And guess what else it does? It stores your data in open, non-proprietary files. You know, no more system shackles. Yes, we are deep diving so hard. I've just I've just hit level 20 nerd. Obsidian is available on iOS, Android, Windows, Mac, and Linux, or Linux, for those of you playing at home. So level up your D&D campaign. Grab Obsidian for free today. You know, it's not just a tool. It's a backstage pass for you to make some legendary campaigns. And to get you started, getting the best out of this hotness, this program, this Obsidian Madness, head over to obsidianttrpgtutorials.com. Thank you so much and back to the show. Spudley, Hello there, Maz.
1: Oh, I'm, I'm ready to roll. I'm ready to roll some bloody dice. I'm, just, I'm just itching to roll some freaking dice.
0: You ready for some fat RP? Let's do it. Let's hit the sesh. <laughs> Let's hit the sesh. Now, I'm going to throw to you a little character stat block like I did last time. Mike. Hell yeah.
1: So, I am Tefer True Son. He's a halfling. Just just assumed gender there. Sorry about it. Uh, small, chaotic neutral. That's about you know. That's about all you need. That's about you? all I need to know. The rest you can see it all on the screen. It is a video yeah. podcast. Get on, get yeah. on board, guys. Because of your strength and your dex, there,
0: I will say that you're a fighter. Oh, now, mate, look at that strength. 16. You're a strong halfling. Tefetrusen is ready to go. <clears throat> Setting the scene. <clears throat> oh Jesus, had to let that out. Setting the scene. So you are sitting in the Elf Song Tavern. Oh, throwbacks. Oh, <laughs> back there.
1: Let me just remember what that was. <laughs> yep, got it.
0: <laughs> Sipping on a tall glass of roll rum, one of their specialties, mm-hmm. your companion Tibbs, the gnome rogue, has—he's uh, partaken of the drink a little bit hard before you've rocked up, and he has slumped over in his chair, over the table, and his long gnomish nose is actually deep within the liquid of his drink and every time he breathes in and out bubbles blow from the drink and appear on the surface of the liquid Okay, you are having you know probably your second or third drink um, you're kind of taking in the atmosphere the elf song the maiden song has just finished so it, there was a lot of silence while the ghostly maiden tune drifted through the tavern but that, that kind of finished a few moments ago and you know it's been a bit more raucous there's been a bit more laughing and carrying on as there is in the tavern but all of a sudden, you hear screams.
1: Ah, oh, mate, I was just about to order another drink.
0: Just before you can really react, bursting past you is a creature which, unlike anything you've ever seen, it seems to be made of metal, but it's got these feathery wings. It's got a large central eye and gangly arms and legs. And it seems to have burst past you in a straight line and is walking directly into the wall. Bloody. and keeps crashing into it over and over and over again. It doesn't appear to have any weapons on it, but you look around and the patrons in this establishment are freaked out. Even though we're adventurers here, they don't appear to have seen anything like it. I'll get you to make a perception check for me.
1: A 17. Mate! Bloody Mecha Mike Wazowski over here, what the fuck?
0: Tefer the Halfling with the fucking true sight. So you actually notice looking over your shoulder, Teffa, that the this creature or whatever it is, now it is just walking backwards and forwards into the wall, banging its face and its large eye into the wall. Has it is a completely direct
1: path. Tefa's gonna give uh, Tibbs a little nudge as he gets up from the table. Mate Wake up, and then he's going to walk on over to Mike Wazowski and sort of. I'm just going to look, sort of. I can, I can work out that it's, it's going line A to B. You know, the shortest distance between two points. That's kind of what he's doing. Correct. There. So I'm like, yep. I'm going to have a, a little squiz around for doors, windows, things in its way, just so I can sort of help it on its way. I think
0: Tibbs kind of becomes conscious for a second. He actually falls out of his chair and he starts coughing, and you can see some of the. Liquid that he's been snorting in every time he's breathed while he was passed out, kind of drip out of his nose and his eyes and his mouth, and he kind of oh oh uh, uh, oh, mate, the robot so boy, loud.
1: the robot bloke, Like look at him, he's on his way, what? he's on his path somewhere, he's fucking, he's destroying the place. We need to give this boy a hand. I'm going to try to like give him a little shunt uh in a direction mm. that might look like he might find a doorway and then recorrect yeah. his positioning.
0: Okay, so as you kind of stroll over to give him a push, his entire bottom torso rotates as in on an axis towards you and the large eye is kind of facing you. His arms rotate around as well and he just pushes you back. Now, I'll get you to make a dexterity check for me. So just roll the d20. That's a six. And he pushes you over.
1: Mate, bloody rude!
0: You fall flat on your bum, and then he rotates back to the wall and continues to walk in it. Into it, you hear tips go, "Oh, what? You can't do that to my mate!" And he takes two steps and falls over without being any help at all because he is munted out of the chops, drunk.
1: Good God! I'm on the floor. I'm just gonna mm-hmm. eyeball. I'm just gonna dart my eyes down to his little spindly fucking mech legs. Uh, And maybe just uh, try to sweep him out from under his feet. Uh,
0: Usually you'd have to do some bullshit here, but I'll just get you to make a strength check for me. So just roll a d20 and then add three.
1: Oh, 19.
0: Now, that is more than enough. You knock these long spindly legs out of the way, and this creature falls on... like Well, basically just trips and falls backwards... As you've done that, it looks like it's taken some damages to its legs, and it's fallen on one of its arms, and it's having problems getting up. It's kind of just on the floor, kind of shaking back and forth at the moment, trying to work out the best way to get back up and continue on its way.
1: Great. Tibbs, get your ass up and help me with this fucking tin can piece of shit. I'm going to grab it by one of its uh, hobbly broken legs, and then start, Mm. hopefully... Start uh, dragging it towards a doorway that might send it out into the courtyard to become someone else's yep. problem.
0: Tibbs hauls his like drunken gnom- gnomish ass up, and you actually do manage to kind of pick it up, and between the two of you, move it over to like a rear door. Now the rear door is actually locked, but as you can see, one of the um, you know one of the staff members can see that you're trying to help.
1: Mate, get over here and give us a hand with this bloody door. The
0: half orc that you were waving at earlier goes right, 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 right,
1: right, 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 right,
0: and, and goes over there and opens the door. And you manage to shunt this creature outside.
1: Fucking sentient cough balls,
0: bloody hell! He is outside. Eventually, this orby type mechanical kind of creature writes itself and actually walks away from the Elf Song Tavern. Yes. But then walks in a straight line, into another wall of another building, and it appears to start banging into the wall there as well.
1: Bloody hell. Maybe I'll, I'll just ask the orc, And Mate, what's, what's going on over there? If I was to walk straight up through there, what do I know about this place? And can I intuit kind of the the general yeah. direction this prawn's going?
0: So this is just another establishment. There's nothing exciting about this place next to the elf song. It's just like a, a storehouse, perhaps for you know some of their ales and drinks and stuff that kind of overflow out of their cellar. There's literally nothing to it. It just appears to be walking with your perception check. It's got a set designation, which it is walking. Mm. And things are just getting in its way. Now, I'll get you at this point to make another perception check for me.
1: Ooh, six...
0: It is just going in a straight line, but you cannot work out for the life of you where you think it would be going.
1: (sighs) I try to sit down for a minute and just sort of like Mm -hmm. try try to shake off the... Like, it's not my problem. Uh, Maybe I'll say that to myself out loud. It's not my bloody problem. I just have a little glance over, see how Tibbs is doing.
0: So Tibbs is like, oh, bruh. he starts vomiting um, outside the back door. Okay. This was the most rude awakening. Now, as you look at him and he's like throwing up this licorice-colored vomit. <laughs> sorry, viewers and listeners. Um, <laughs> you you look back over and the all of a sudden, the this thumping sound of it walking into this wall stops and running around the corner is another one of these creatures, but a slightly different shape. It appears to be a cube, but basically the same makeup. It has a central eye, it has legs and arms, and it fires an arrow out of this weird mechanical looking bow and hits this creature in the side. And you just see it pierces the metal and you can hear the crack. But as it does so, you see it just kind of disintegrate and disappear. Oh, well, that sorted that out then. Maybe the
1: rest of my afternoon will go swimmingly. Where's that drink?
0: And after it does that, it appears to flap these wings, these wings that are attached to the top of it, and fly away. Now, you are just sitting there going, What the fuck? Just in time, the orc brings out the drink and goes, Oh, yeah, 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 go, drink that, put that in you. And the orc looks at you and goes, What's that down there? And points to the ground, and there appears to be a dagger.
1: It looks like a knife, mate. You've not seen a knife before. Oh, yes come out of that
0: banging thing's body, hasn't it? I'm coming, you prick. And he walks back
1: inside. I look I look down at my drink that I've just been handed. I look over to Tibbs, vomiting his insides out. Bloody hell. Could it get any more irritating on Sunday afternoon? Uh, I, I, I scooch up from my chair and head over to the knife. The dagger, sorry.
0: So as you do that, Tibbs kind of like you know he he finishes puking for long enough and he wipes his chin and he's like, oh, oh look at that, that's pretty shiny. And he kind of stumbles over just before you get there, mate. You see him pick up the the this weird looking dagger. Um, it appears to kind of almost be like almost a dagger made out of mechanical parts, like one of these things. And as soon as Tibbs touches it, you notice that his head starts to expand. And become larger and larger and larger.
1: Oh, you're gonna put that dagger down, mate! Your head far out. You were ugly before, but this is this is outrageous. Drop the dagger, Tibbs.
0: Now Tibbs kind of turns to you as his head is getting larger, and you can see like some light coming out of his hand where he's holding it. And he goes, oh, "I can't!" And he actually starts to lift off from the ground. <laughs> Fucking hell.
1: You bloody balloon head. What are you doing, mate? Let go of the dagger. He, he
0: starts shaking his hand towards you and it just will not come out of his hand.
1: Uh, I reluctantly grab the hand with the dagger in it and attempt to mm-hmm. shake it loose without touching the dagger myself initially.
0: So you grab the arm and you're unable to shake it loose and actually, as you do, you start to lift off the ground as well. Okay. And we will leave it there oh, and oh, oh, scene <laughs> <laughs> oh my god A to be
1: continued holy yeah. shit <laughs> mike Wazowski's running around dropping magical daggers <laughs> that turn you into fucking helium balloons ah uh. <laughs>
0: <laughs> now that we've done our episode yes. for today maz now what have, what what you know give us a bit of a recap on what you've learned perhaps
1: yeah well look so i got the i got the longest rundown ever on candlekeep um, oh, mate, that was the shortest one I could do. <laughs> Perched in the edge of the Sword Coast, it's the most favorite, famous library fortress in the entire land. It's precariously placed, mm-hmm. and uh, I don't want to know what their insurance is, but magic. <laughs> magic is what I hear. It holds it all together. Um, yep. There's some monks at the entrance. Um, that, they require a contribution of knowledge for you to enter, yeah. Correct. Um, in which you become a seeker, and then basically all you can do is fucking shuffle around the merch... Stores, <laughs> the accommodation. <laughs> grab yourself a bite to eat. Go to the pub, while um, these avowed um, sort of people, monks, run around and get get you the books that you might need. And then you can go and get them photocopied at the office works if you want. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but don't try to steal anything because it'll just vanish back to the shelves, and then I assume there's a fine associated with that as well. Yeah. You went into some other details, some other stuff, but that's probably all I can retain. There's like, there's a yep. there's a ghost dragon, yep. trucking about mm-hmm. that. Uh, unfortunately, that's a place. the 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 wizard had died before he had a chance yep. to free it, so that's kind of a thing. Um, there's yep. a secret book that writes itself. Most of it's boring, but you know, if you want the journal of an <laughs> old god, <laughs> you can have a squeeze of that if you want. Um, and there's like a the the smartest ogre ever, who's just sort of like. Chill in there, real smart. Yeah. Acting as a sage, real smart because mm-hmm. he found some smart. headband of intellect. Uh, and then what the, what did we learn? The Modrons are a yeah. race uh, come from uh, Cybertron, um, the Clockwork <laughs> the Clockwork Orange world. Um, the inside of a Rolex or whatever that, <laughs> wherever they live, uh, they come in different <laughs> sizes, which kind of represent. I guess they've got like rank or. Yeah. Um, yep. That's right. That kind of thing. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. So that just depends on how many eyes they have and what shape they are. They're they're very uh, lod, lo, like sort of programmed logistic. Uh, Who's that? Uh, Optimus Prime? No, the Prime. The Prime. The Prime. Primus. Primus. Um, that yep. band. um known as Big yep, Brown Beaver. Fuse with the band.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: um, <laughs> Tells them what to do, but they can they can often like they have little parades and stuff. And if they they stray too far from the Wi Fi, um, then then they can be reprogrammed by monks, say, um, to, yep. to to do bookkeeping things. But they're cool Correct. little Mike Wazowski's little tin tin boys. Uh, I kind of see like the the guy from Return to Oz. You know, is his name Tip Top? Tip Top TikTok? Oh, um, I can't remember. Wind him up. They're cool. I'm into them. Except when they're being disruptive because <laughs> yeah. their pathfinding is glitched <laughs> or whatever happened to me. When, I'm tr- yeah.
0: <laughs> when you're trying to sink a pint and they're just in the way Yeah. <laughs> a, so, fuck, a good I'll, time. The
1: yeah. AI on this is really old. <laughs> 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 Needs a reboot. Have you tried turning it off and on again yet? Nah, just shoot an arrow in it. It'll evaporate and uh, drop fucked magical weapons. Maybe that was what was fucking it up. Maybe that... Maybe you're just... Mm. "Mm, That's interesting. I guess we'll find out later. Perhaps, Maz.
0: Hopefully that was insightful to both Maz and all the listeners slash watchers out there. Um, Yes, you can find our
1: podcast, The King's Keg. Come and join us sometime, won't you? Grab a pint and uh, pull up a chair um on yes. all of the places that are listed wherever you're hearing this or, or or I mean if you're listening to this you found us so just keep coming back yeah <laughs> you did yep. it. Well yep.
0: done. there'll be there'll be more of this stuff i can't guarantee that there won't constantly be modrons in the <laughs> uh, king's keg tavern but you know they pop in every so often. oh my god thank you everyone have a great
1: day happy birthday you know who you are we'll see you next time
0: bye bye guys bye <laughs> dragons dungeons
1: <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much for watching if you want to support the show head on over to patreon.com slash the kings for deluxe ultimate and ad free editions until next time catch you later